Good morning. What an appropriate song for this snowy morning in the bleak midwinter. Except for when I was driving this morning, I don't know if any of you noticed when you were looking away from the roads, the trees are phenomenal. The way you have that, just that little bit of snow clinging to all of those, I almost wished I had time to take a camera and take some pictures because it was so beautiful. But I had to be here, so I thought I'd just keep driving. Well, I'm glad that you're all here today. We have a super exciting uh, day of worship. We have the bell ringers. We have a baptism. We have communion. And so if we go a few minutes over, please forgive me. I'm going to do my best to keep true to that hour, but sometimes it'll be five minutes more. And if for some reason you're in a rush and need to leave right by 930, I do not take offense if I have went over on my time. So just to let you know that. Anyway, it's so good to be here. Let us center ourselves for worship with these words. Wisdom and truth touch our hearts and open our minds when we open ourselves to Christ. We do have some announcements to make this morning, and I think Susan goes first. I think. I want to thank everybody that came to the Christmas fair, provided things for us to sell, and all the workers. Even Pastor Tammy came and spent a morning with us, filling in gaps because people were sick. Uh, we do have some things remaining in the basement. If you'd like to go down there afterwards and take a look, there's some pretty nice things left. Um, so thank you, and go visit the basement after church. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, I apparently have a frog in my throat this morning. First and foremost, um, again, we're having camera problems this week, so if you're watching online, I'm sorry, this is the view you have today. Um, you'll see about half of the bell choir, but technology is what it is. We have a camera. You can see us a little bit. You're good. So um, we're working on that this week. Um, I have a ton of announcements, so I'm going to fly through them pretty quick here. Make sure that you are reading your Friday updates. If you don't get your Friday updates, please let the office know so they can get your email on the list. All right. It is polar plunge season. We have raised $315. That's a long way from $5,000 to make me go jump in a lake. If you're interested in making me go jumping in a lake or Calvin jump in a lake or Dustin jump in a lake or Felicity and Zaya jump in a lake, please go online and donate. If you have questions about how to do that, um, let us know. It's, we would really love to raise $5,000 for Special Olympics. Family Promise is coming up. Our week is the 10th through the 17th. We do still have some spots that need to be filled um, for this super important ministry. There is a sign-up sheet uh, um, <clears throat> on, the on the window of the office. If you have questions about Family Promise or how to volunteer, you can talk to Miss Susan, who is right here. You can go down and see her downstairs in the basement while you're getting your stuff, and you can volunteer for Family Promise at the same time. Um, our Sunday school program for Christmas will be next Sunday, the 10th, during the 8.30 service time, so I really hope that you all can make it and you can see all their shining faces. On the 17th at 2 p.m., we have our City of Light cantata performance from the choir and other members of the community, um, so Please put that on your calendar. Also on our calendar is our ecumenical longest night worship service, and that will be at the First English Lutheran Church on December 21st at 7 p.m. Here in our own church, 
we have a live worship this Wednesday, the 6th. Is this the 6th? The 6th at 7 o'clock p.m. So please join in that worship service. It's always a great, fun time. Um, And wait, I'm all out of order now. After church, all right, you have three jobs after church. Got it? First thing you have to do is you have to stop at the coffee hour where the children are raising money for Operation Snack Pack. Then you have to go downstairs and see Miss Susan about volunteering for Family Promise while you look at all the stuff that's left over from the Christmas prayer. See, we have your whole morning planned out for you. And there's cookies involved. It's a winning situation. So make sure that you stop by the coffee hour for that Operation Snack Pack. Um, Food and Fellowship is coming up next Wednesday at 5 p.m. This Thursday, the 7th, see, there's a lot. There's a lot. (laughs) This Thursday, the 7th, is Ruby's Pantry. We are also distributing coats for kids that day. If you are able to volunteer for Ruby's Pantry, can they come talk to you, Miss Deb? They can talk to Miss Deb here after church or just show up. They'll either find a place for you or they may say, hey, we have so many people. It's amazing. But could you come back next month? Because we're going to really need people in January because the college kids are gone. Also, as a side note to the coats for kids thing, Please double-check and make sure that you have all of your coats and hats and mittens when you leave today. We don't want them mixed in with the coats for kids. I would really hate for that to happen. It's cold enough outside that probably won't happen, but please double-check and make sure you have all of your pieces with you when you leave today so we don't accidentally um, have that happen. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm missing here. Is that a family promise, Sunday school? Um, We have two opportunities for giving back as well here coming up. Family Connections of Southwest Wisconsin, which is downstairs, are looking to restock their shelves for the community closet via the giving tree. So check in downstairs. You can um, see the giving tree on the lower level, and they would be happy to answer any questions you have about that. We also have 11 adopted families that we support here through our church with gift cards and foods for Thanksgiving and Christmas. So if you are interested in contributing to that, you can um, make a contribution online or in the offering plate and just write adopted families on that contribution, and that is much appreciated. Um, Next Saturday, if you did... By the time you get to next week, Saturday, you're going to be out of cookies from this week's Christmas Bazaar, right? So you need to come back to the church next Saturday for the Quota, Chris, the quota Club cookie sale that will be here. And they are donating all the proceeds from that sale to building the new fire station here in town. So um, that's next Saturday, December 9th, and they start their cookie sale at 9 a.m. Last but not least, if you would like to order poinsettias for Christmas, this is due Tuesday. You have this in your bulletin. Uh, if you are not in church and you would like to um, contribute, you're watching it online, I imagine if you call the church, they will help you work through that. I think that is all of the 47,000 announcements that I have today. Again, please read your Friday updates. We have a ton of stuff going on in the church during December, which is awesome, but you're never going to remember it all unless you print it out and write it down. So please do that. Let's go ahead and stand as you are able to sing our first hymn, number 382, Have Thine Own Way, Lord.
invite you to remain standing for our call to worship through our meet and greet time. The Lord of hosts redeems us when we stray. When God hid his face, we strayed. When God withdrew God's presence, we stumbled. Yet through his son, God calls us back from the pit and restores our future. Come, let us worship. Let us pray together. God of glory, your power darkens the sky and causes the moon to grow dim. When we scatter to the four winds, gather us from the ends of the earth and restore us as your people. Awaken us from slumber that we may be found ready when the master of the house returns. Amen. I guess you could sit down for a minute. (laughs) In the days of exile and uncertainty, the prophet Isaiah cried out, Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. In the midst of our own encounters with uncertainty and upheaval and our longing for deliverance, Jesus calls to us, therefore, keep awake. For you do not know when the master of the house will come. People surprised again and again, the God who shakes us out of our complacency and wakes us up to the work of the kingdom all around us. We light this candle as a sign of our shocking hope. May we stay awake to God's activity in the world as we wait in expectation that even now God is with us, working to restore us to the fullness of life with God and one another. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you. As heirs with Christ, let us lead lives worthy of our calling by offering signs of love and peace with one another. You may meet and greet your neighbor with the love of Christ. Peace be with you. Good morning. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace. You've got a lot of work ahead of you. There's a lot of stuff she said. Busy, busy, busy. You might have to bring a sleeping bag. Peace, dear. Peace be with you.
no, I've got kids back here. Do you guys want a treat? Do you guys want a treat? Maybe we can pass it down there and see if they want some treats too. will be there, over there, or over there. Okay. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the, baptiz- through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. I present Rhett Andrew Dean Simmons for baptism. On behalf of the whole church, and I'm asking parents and sponsors now, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If you do, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves, if you do, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races, if you do, say, I do. Will you nurture Rhett in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example, he may be guided to accept God's grace for himself, to profess his faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If you do, say, I do. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If you do, say, we do. do. Will you nurture one another and include the Christian, one another in the Christian faith and life and include Rhett in your care? With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround Rhett with a community of love and forgiveness that he may grow in his trust of God and be found faithful in his service to others. We will pray for him that he may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord be with you. 
Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured by the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and wretch who receives it to wash away his sin and clothe him in righteousness throughout his life that dying and being raised with Christ, he may share in his final victory. Can I hold him for a minute? Hi, sweetie. Oh my goodness, look at him. Okay, can I do this left handed? I baptize you in the name of the Father. Oh, hand of the Son. Hand of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now it is our joy to welcome our new brother in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as a member of the family of Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend Rhett to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase his faith, confirm his hope, and perfect him in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. You, the body of Christ. Our presence, our witness, service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Rhett, the God of all grace, who has established us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Now, normally we go down, and since Mom's holding him, I normally do, but I'm going to have you walk down and just let everybody see the new little brother in Christ they have, if you don't mind. Okay. And we'll sing together, Jesus Loves You. Jesus loves you, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, yes, Jesus loves you, yes, Jesus loves you. The Bible tells us so. 
Now, we have made a covenant before God and before this congregation and before our family and friends that we will raise Rhett to be a Christian. As parents, this is primarily your responsibility to make sure that Rhett knows about Christ, to bring him to church, to allow him to participate in Sunday school. As sponsors, if parents ever drop the ball, this is now your responsibility to encourage the parents to bring their children to church, to allow Rhett to know the full love of Jesus Christ in his life, and to express that in as many ways as possible. Are you guys ready to sign his certificate? Okay. I thought you were, but I thought I'd better ask. (laughs) All right. So you sign it right there. We have a flower we give, and we have a bag down there with a blanket and and a Bible to start them out with. All right, and that is yours to keep, or his, theirs to keep. (laughs) All right, thank you. We have an opportunity this morning to share our joys and concerns as we are a family that is united by our faith in Jesus Christ, which is sometimes a lot stronger than blood. And so we have to remember that each and every one of us are united. And so as you have a joy or concern, I ask that you lift your hand. Sarah will run around with a microphone and try to bring that to you as soon as possible. Please state your name and your prayer concern. I will follow it with a brief prayer, close it with lording your mercy, and I ask that you respond, hear our prayers. My sister-in-law, Brenda Stanton, called this morning and asked for prayers for her uh, daughter-in-law who is having some medical issues, and her first name is Karen. Lord, we lift up Karen today. We, we ask that you surround her with your love and care and bring healing to her as she is dealing with medical issues. We pray that you guide the doctors in their um, treatment of her and that she just knows your presence each and every moment of every day. Lord, in your mercy. And then we have a joy. Some of you already know. (laughs) Baby Beckett came early. He was supposed to be born tomorrow, but he came on November 28th. Everyone is doing well. That is such a blessing. I'm so glad. And just say FYI, we spelled his name wrong on the announcement that we sent out through email. It's B-E-C-K-E-T-T, and I will take responsibility today for that. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, but regardless, what a healthy baby boy. You said he was 19 inches, 7 pounds, 3 ounces? Okay, good memory today. I don't know. It was a baby, so... Anyway, um, Lord, we just are so pleased that Beckett was born healthy. We pray for continued health for both him and his mother and that he may grow strong in your love. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord, in your mercy. Other joys or concerns this morning? 
I would just, this is Tracy Harley, and I would like to have prayers for my friend Robin, who, and for her family, her father is um, on hospice and is taking a very fast downhill slide, so. What is his, her father's name, do you know? Okay. Lord, we lift up Robin's father and the whole family today as they are, are dealing with him going into hospice and knowing that this, this could mean that his time here on earth is, is ending soon. Lord, we know that you will welcome him with open arms. This is our hope. This is our faith. And we trust in this. Lord, we want to assure this family of your love even in the midst of this devastation. And so, Lord, we just open up this prayer to you. Lord, in your mercy. Um, we like prayers for the Gary Pothauer family as Gary passed away this past Wednesday rather unexpectedly. Is it Pothole? Pothauer. Lord, we lift up Gary's family today. We pray that you surround him with Surround them with mercy and grace as he passed unexpectedly. The whole pot, how our family is just devastated through this time. And Lord, we just ask that you surround them with that mercy and grace. Give them hope that this isn't the end. This is merely a different journey he is on. Lord, in your mercy. Any other joys or concerns this morning? All right, let us pray. Lord God, I am excited to hear the sound of children in the church this morning. How fun it is to hear their voices in this place, to let us know that your love is alive in our hearts. As we hear them, we also hear the scriptures that are before us this morning. We ask that we remember that our hope is in you. Give us the strength that we need to get through this day and the days ahead with a hope that keeps us going with that hope that allows us to share love with others, with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Because, Lord, we are in a world that needs your peace now more than ever. And, Lord, just keep guiding us. Allow us to see your direction that you would like us to go and allow us to follow it freely and willingly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Some special music coming up.
Thank you, Mallow Ringers. Today's, there are two readings, both from the New International Version. The first is from Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. No one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are are all your people. The second reading is from Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know that when that time will come, it's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the heaven, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. This is the word of the Lord. Be to God. 
when I hear this scripture before us, it talks about the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. So often we hear that and it sounds frightening. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. And I think about how many times as a child I purposely went out and stared at the sky until I saw a falling star. Have you? Laid out there in the dark of night, excited just to see a glimpse of a falling star. Now, as I've grown up, I realize that it's not a falling star. I've realized that it's probably just a bit of something, you know, burning up in the atmosphere out there. But it didn't change my excitement that I have and I still have when I see something shooting there like that. But then when I read this scripture in light of recent events and everything that is happening, I start thinking of other things that light up the stars, that light up the sky, that look like maybe shooting stars but are much more dangerous and much more of a reality. And so I look at this scripture and I look at today and I think that we need to be people of this hope, people who cling to God's hope that he will come again. We, we think of it, and so often we think this is so far in the distance, we can't even imagine it happening today. And Jesus says to look for signs, like the fig tree that shows the signs when the leaf comes out. But then he also says, nobody knows the time of day, what month, what year, not even the sun knows that. Not even the angels. And so as we keep watch and keep wakeful, we also keep watch and, and are concerned when we see things happening around us, but we don't become so concerned that that's all that we do is think about that because we need to be people who stay awake. And I don't mean that we need to be people that each and every one of you is on alert every single moment of every single day because honestly, being in that fight or flight feeling cannot last forever. It's like having a permanent panic attack and we can't have that. And so he talks about this parable when he's talking about keeping awake, about how um, the master leaves and the servants watch. And I thought, you know what that means. We aren't meant to wait by ourselves. We are meant to wait in community. We cannot all be alert 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for something we don't know when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen soon. But we are supposed to be watchful and awake. So what does awake mean? What does watchful mean? What does it mean to live in that, that tension of, of being ready, but it's not here yet? I sometimes look at the scripture, and you know, often we think of, of pregnancy and labor pangs, and, and when I read the scripture, I think, oh, maybe this is more like the morning sickness part of it. The stars are falling Everything seems to be crumbling around you. 
the Israelites have grumbled and said, God, you have left us. You used to make the mountains shake, and we remember that. And so we know that no ear is heard nor eye is seen. A God that loves like you do. And I'm paraphrasing, I know. But a God who loves like you do. So when they look at that God who could make the mountains tremble, they're saying, we are stuck here in Babylon. We are far from home. We know that we have done things that were inappropriate, that were wrong, that were, frankly, sinful. And yet we're still calling on you. I was riding in the car this morning, and I heard a song that was playing on the radio, and it says, God, I only pray to you when I need a favor. And I thought, wow, isn't that the way sometimes we do this? We only pray to God when we need a favor. We only pray to God when someone we know is sick. We only pray to God when we think that something needs to be changed. And yet, God is saying, be watchful, which I think and I interpret to mean that we should be in prayer every day. We should pray about good things. We should pray about bad things. We should pray about things we worry about. And Lord, yes, we need a favor like that songwriter said now. But we need to be in that constant state of communicating with God. Now, I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm not afraid of the stars falling. I'm not afraid of Jesus coming. I might be afraid of stubbing my toe in the middle of the night, but not of the dark itself. Because sometimes in the dark, sometimes when you have found yourself there, that is when you finally do start communicating more. And maybe it is that crying out, Lord, I need a favor. But at least you're crying out to the right one. At least you're crying out to God. At least you're communicating with him. And so sometimes when I chastise people about only praying when they need a favor, I find that I too pray more when I need a favor than when I don't. And God knows that. So when we talk about the darkness, maybe we should look at that time in our life when it was dark as a time that we were closest to God. And maybe it will bring back some fond memories and not all the horrible things that happened. And we've all had things that have happened that have been hard. We've lost loved ones. We've had marriages fall apart. We've had kids who have gone their own way and not the way we expected. We have had awful, horrible things happen to us. And we all have, at one point or another, except for maybe a few of the short ones back there, felt some darkness in our life. And we know the only hope we have is in Jesus. And we know that we do pray more at that time than any other. I look back at some of the days where I was unhappy with my job, where I was unhappy with what I was doing, and how I would pray to God as I was listening to Christian music and driving to work in the morning. And I remember praying, oh, please, God, let it be slow and let them send me home. With that attitude, you know who goes home first? Yeah. If you're saying, oh, please, God, and they hear you, they're like, maybe we shouldn't have her on tonight. (laughs) But during that time, I was able to, to reach out to God in prayer 
I opened my Bible more. I listened for the word of God, and it was through that whole process that I felt my call to ministry. I would not have felt it necessarily if I didn't experience some darkness. I'm not saying that darkness is good, and I'm not saying that I want you to be in the dark. I want you to pray at all times, to stay awake, to stay alert. But sometimes there are days where you just want to cry out and say, Lord, I need a favor. And you know who's about to grant that favor for you sometimes? It's God. Because he knows who you are. He knows where you are. And so when we listen to this apocalyptic literature this morning, when we hear about the moon not giving its light, when we hear about the stars falling from the sky, when we hear about the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, this isn't something to be afraid of. It's something to look forward to. Because in the darkest of dark nights shines the true hope and light and love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us, let's all stand together and sing, Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful, let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. I invite you to be seated, and the ushers will come forward and bring forth the offering plates.
all rise. Please join me in our offering prayer. You have enriched us in every way, O God, through your faith in Christ Jesus. You have granted us grace and blessed us with every spiritual gift. In gratitude for your many blessings, we offer ourselves tithes and offerings this day. Enrich and bless these gifts that they may go into the world and help build your kingdom. Amen. You may be seated. Christ is Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. In the United Methodist Church, this table is open to all peoples. It does not matter if you are a member of this church or not. You are invited to come forward. Let us confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit on the night in which he gave himself up for us. He took bread he broke the bread, he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. 
This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and in these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ given for you. Amen. At our church, if you're new here, we do um, communion by intinction, which means I will place a piece of bread into your cupped hands when you come forward, and you will dip it in the grape juice. If you prefer to have an individual cup, I would ask that you raise your hand now and the usher will come forward with individual cup and wafer for you and and you can have one of those and remain in your seat or come up with a group. It's up to you how you want to do that. Our table is ready.
Go forth in peace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Keep awake. Hope is coming to us. Keep alert. Christ is coming soon. Be ready. Christ is among us now. We go with God's blessing. We will go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.